This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're joined by special guests Murray and Ash Smith. They're the leaders of Catch the Fire Church in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, and they've been teaching and speaking this week at the Father's House School of Transformation. We asked them to join the show to share some of their wisdom, and they sat down with Vicki and I to talk about finding freedom in Christ. For followers of Jesus, we may think that there's nothing left to find freedom from, that it's all been done for us on the cross. However, when we dig deeper, we may find that there are still things that keep us in bondage. Murray and Ash joined us to talk about how we can find that freedom and become the people Jesus created us to be. Here's a sneak peek. One of the things that, that we've discovered in the process of healing of the heart and, and the issues that we struggle with and getting free is that don't just go through the motions, but actually engage with the Holy Spirit, yes. engage with God, engage with Jesus. And really, ultimately, that is the point of this. It's not that just so that we can go endlessly around and around navel-gazing. It's actually not even that we could be better people. It's actually the, po- the whole purpose of applying what Jesus has won for us on the cross and working out our salvation with him it is actually so that we could have a better relationship with him. And therefore with others. And therefore with others. You're listening to The Uncommon Truth, a podcast about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is a podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, California, and is available wherever podcasts can be found. If you missed an episode or want to share the show with a friend, visit uncommonpodcast.com. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please take a second to leave us a review. That helps us climb the charts so more people can find out about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. If you want to give us your feedback, you can email the show at uncommontruthpodcast at gmail.com and we'll try to feature your questions and comments in an upcoming episode. Finally, if you're looking to learn more about the Father's House Church, School of Transformation, or Life Recovery Ministries, visit fathershouseoroville.com. And now let's get into The Uncommon Truth. Welcome to The Uncommon Truth. My name is Max. I'm with Vicki as always, but we've got special guests Murray and Ash Smith. Hey, you guys. Hey. hey. Good to be with you today. These are our, our School of Transformation special guest speakers for the week. And as Vicky was mentioning right before we got started, we just, you know, saved you for your most energetic times. Yes. You've already spoken in every single class in church service for the whole week. Yes. Oh my goodness. And so now saving the best for last year on the, the Uncommon Truth podcast. The home strike. Yeah. 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 Well, after this, what do you got after this? Just no. dinner at just dinner and then chapel dinner tomorrow morning. Fly in, fly out. Yeah. <laughs> So you guys are the the lead pastors at Catch the Fire in Raleigh, Durham. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ra- Raleigh. Ra- I'm from the states. Raleigh, like Durham. Yeah. Raleigh, yeah. North okay. Carolina. Yes. Yeah. Do you know where that is? I do. Okay. Yeah. Although I'm, we don't sound like we're from there. No. no. So where are you guys from? Yeah. That's good. I was gonna ask. Yeah. I was born and raised in Australia. So okay. I'm from there. The very. That's why I I always tell people I'm from the the very deep south. The, yes, definitely. <laughs> just, past, just past Mississippi. Just, yeah, exactly. Right? And uh, I was born in Nigeria, but my heritage is British. My parents are British, and uh, I married the Aussie, so I have an Australian passport okay. as well. You're welcome. Can you, he told me yeah. last night that, though, he was um, taught at an American school in, yeah, in Nigeria. Uh, yeah. Can you just go right now to an American accent? Can you talk American <laughs> right now? It's a, little, it's a little long, you know. It is? I'm a little long. It's a bit old. 
Yeah, few years. a little older than I am than I was when I spoke. Water. Howdy, folks. <laughs> no, he can't. Y'all go back now. No, he can't. Y'all come back for a nice sweet tea. <laughs> what is that? Terrible. That's awful. It's, it's awful. You're too what, young what about for Beverly Hillbillies. Can you do one, Ash? I can. I can. I'll have a bottle of water. Oh, yes. Oh, that was she, has to, she has to practice that because every time we go through a drive through you have to ask that in that language. I can't say no a bottle of water. What, water. Water. No, water. I had I my water. phone set to Australian because I liked how it sounded. Yes. But wow. every time I wanted to go to a mall, it wouldn't understand. Yeah. Uh, it was because if I said, take me to the fair, then I would go, then it would take me to the mall. And so yeah. it just it stopped <laughs> being useful used. at that yeah. point. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it just felt weird because people would ask me questions like, I don't know, I just like how it sounds. Yeah, are yeah. you Australian? No. 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 <laughs> I don't want to be. But that's cool. Vicky's got, Vicky's got a, um, a Chicago accent. Chicago yeah. accent. You're yes. on a mission from God? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's good. Right. Mission yeah. from God. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That was Steve last week when we had our, our big Easter service outside. He has those transition glasses, oh, yeah. but they He's turned old. to sunglasses, yes. right? And He's so, old. and he had his big black suit on Johnny cash he just totally looked like the guys from from uh blues brothers that's right yeah. he looked like, like he was dan Aykroyd. yeah, yeah definitely he's, now he really does look like dan Aykroyd. <laughs> well i'm really glad to have you guys here oh somebody to kiss oh i don't know that one that's the blues brothers song, yeah i know right? i know yeah. some of them i i love their actual music like yeah. they actually have pretty good music i remember yeah. watching it but i don't remember watching it, it was those uh, my delta don, don days when <laughs> i don't remember are, much are you too young <laughs> No. No. no, I went back. I was, in. She I was, was elsewhere. I was elsewhere. <laughs> Some elsewhere. I was smoking organic uh, uh, things. The devil's mm. lettuce. <laughs> devil's lettuce. Before, be, be, before Jesus. Before, before Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. BC. 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 Vicky BC. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad to have you guys here. As I was saying, you guys have been teaching all week in the School of Transformation, and sitting in on your classes, I can really tell that you guys have a passion for the Holy Spirit, and you have a real passion for seeing people be free and be who Jesus created them to be. Yes. And uh, so that's that's what I've been getting from you guys. But I don't actually know a whole lot more about you guys. Um, so so what's North Carolina like? What do you guys do out there? Yeah, so North Carolina is great. It's hot, sticky, um, very friendly. People are very friendly. We've been there for 12 years now, coming up for 12 years. Moved there from Australia. And uh, we moved our four daughters and our dog from Australia to come and be <laughs> Uh, in North Carolina to be so my brother uh, and his wife Duncan and Kate and their kids they planted the, the church in Raleigh in 2008 and uh, we felt God calling us to come and be part of them as well cool. and, we, and they invited us uh, we felt God saying yes but it took us a while to get over with the visa mm -hmm. um, but yeah so now we've been uh, in the lead pastor role for um, since about 2015 cool. um, overseeing the team uh, running the church, the day-to-day -day, yeah, life of the church. So, mm. yeah. And then we also have another role within Catch the Fire, which is um, overseeing the uh, churches in the Americas, the, uh, the different Catch the Fire churches. Okay. So that's Canada, North America, and South America. Yeah, and Central. Yeah. You have such cool. a nice voice. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Hire you for some voiceover work on the Uncommon yes. Truth, right? Yeah. Yeah, I actually, have done voiceover yeah. before. We might ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Voiceover Vicky. Everything she says is voiceover. Chicago. 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 <laughs> Nasal, right. ma'am. So um, one of the things we do on the Uncommon Truth is we're, we like to, we have listeners from everywhere, people like myself who, who didn't grow up in the church yeah. until a little bit later, like Vicky. 
um, but also people just in all walks of Christianity. And mm -hmm. what we like to, our motto is we want to share with people and talk about things, uh, the church or Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. So yeah. not just taking for granted how I was raised in Christianity or how, yes. how you were raised in Christianity or how any listeners, their experiences, but actually getting down to what Jesus says, yeah. the words of, of Jesus, and you know, let's just see if we can work those out. And, yeah. and so one thing that, that I've been thinking about ever since I came here, because um, I wasn't in a, I guess, a progress, not, um, what's the word? Help me out. Um, um, good? <laughs> stream of no, Christianity. Just kidding. No, um, just kidding. Charismatic. Yes, chari <laughs> not very familiar with the charismatic stream of Christianity. <laughs> So yeah. a lot of this stuff is new, and, and there's a lot, of, a lot of good stuff that I'm just learning, and I want yes. to share with people. Yeah. Um, no doubt there's people listening who would be completely familiar with what we're talking about today, yeah. but uh, in case there are people who aren't, or even people who you want to get refreshed, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, your guys' main passion, which is see people become free. Yeah. And so one of the things you know, I, I have wondered is, well, I'm already a Christian. Doesn't that mean I'm already set free? Right. Yeah, it's a common it's a common question. And there's a lot of uh, people that would have that opinion that, you know, that, that, that in Christ, Jesus dying upon That's the right. cross for us was enough. Yep. And everything that we need was, uh, you know, one for us in Christ Jesus. And, and that's all we need. And, and then to some degree, that's absolutely truth. That is yeah. the truth of the gospel. Yeah. You know, that um, Colossians, for all. Yeah, Colossians says that he's reconciled all things, but, you know, in heaven and on, on earth. Uh, making peace by the blood of his cross and that he's now presented us holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight and so there is a very much of a reality that when we are you know, when we come to jesus and we are saved we're born again we have we're a new creation and we are now holy and blameless in his sight yeah. and that's a glorious thing isn't it that's the beautiful the beautiful thing about the gospel that's what makes the gospel good news that's not right. just good advice yeah, yeah. Advice. right it's good yeah but yeah but the there's also the the journey of sanctification, the journey of becoming more and more like Jesus, letting that that he's done for us actually manifest in our lives now. And so yeah. while he has done it, he paid the full price and he and we are new creations, it's it's now us appropriating what he's done for us mm -hmm. on the cross yeah. and and submitting to the place of being transformed and mm. and going from that, um, you know, from glory to glory in his presence. And so, I mean, I think we could all say he dealt with sin on the cross. Right. But if we ask the question, do you ever sin? Mm. Yeah. I think pretty much Perhaps. all of us would say, yeah, I do. And sometimes I have greater struggles with yeah. in some areas of my life. So yeah. it's, it's just, okay, Lord, am I going to allow what you've done for me become a greater reality in my life yeah. mm. now. And there's lots of scriptures to back that up. You know, you think about, uh, I think about Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse, around about verse 12 and 13, where Paul says this, he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for mm. it is God who works in you according to his good pleasure and his good purpose. And I, I, and I love that thought that God is always working in us, mm -hmm. and it's his good pleasure, mm -hmm. it's his good purpose. In other words, he's happy about what he's doing, right. yeah. and he's very happy to get his hands dirty with our lives. And he has won for us salvation, so God's working in us salvation. But our response, Paul says, is to work it out. I mean, not to work for, 
because Jesus out. has already done it, mm-hmm. but to work it out. It, and what does that mean? It means to work it out through our thoughts, our behaviors, our actions, our belief system, which obviously drives our, our behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's those things uh, that we then have to work out the reality of the in, internal change that God has done for us, that we in Christ on the cross setting us free, you know, now we're united with Christ, we're full of the Holy Spirit, we actually have the power then to work those things out with Him, in relationship with Him, mm-hmm. so that we actually love our wives better and love our children better, and it do, it makes a difference to us, right? That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it, it's so good because it's, I think a lot of Christians, and I, I think I was one of them before we started the Father's House, is, is just you think it's done on the cross and you're done. Yeah. You did it You did it five years ago, 20 years ago, and that's all there is. But the truth is what we have found out, I think they would agree, is that there's legal rights sometimes that you give the yeah. enemy yeah. through, um, you know, to who you are by, by hating people, hating yourself, yeah. um, all the things that are come against what God wants. When you ask those into your life, like being offended and judgmental and hateful, it's almost like a legal right, and yeah. so you have to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And then the when Murray was talking, the thing that I remembered is that nobody gets the prize until they cross the finish line, and that's when you know Jesus says, you know, yeah. keep keep running. You don't get the prize until you're done. So that is actually running the race to completion, yeah. not just you got saved. I got saved uh, forty two years ago, and, and you know the start finish line. Correct. Yeah. 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 Yes. And I think as well, there's also the. The reality of we do live in a fallen world absolutely and so uh, even when we've said yes to jesus sometimes stuff happens absolutely. to us bad things happen and then we respond yep. out of our own pain or we just respond and sometimes that's not always a great response mm-hmm. and i think um the father is so committed mm-hmm. to us dealing with those things and and that's the continuation of working it out as Mm. well as when that person said something to me that hurt me and I got offended Mm -hmm. okay now what am I going to do am I going to hold on to it and get bitter and want to punish them or am I going to let it go and forgive them as Jesus forgave me that's so good yeah I, I think the reality is for all of us that you know Science tells us, psychologists tell us that most of our behaviors are set by the time we're six mm. or at 10, yeah. you know, our, our, our character is formed. And so, you know, when we come to, to Jesus and for some of us, particularly maybe that have come when we're later in life, there's been a lot of time for our character to be formed in a different direction, it, to be yeah. twisted, to be, you know, so for my own, malformed. Ex- my, yeah, malformed, my own experience, my parents were missionaries in, uh, in Nigeria and I went to boarding school from when I was six. And so what I was growing up with was a bunch of insecurity, uh, a sense of aloneness, a sense of abandonment, and maybe, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in my darker moments, a bit of rejection. Not that they rejected me, but, you know, things happen to us, but we make it mean things, yeah. right? You know, they, I went to boarding school for all good reasons, but sure. I made it mean certain things like maybe... I'm rejected, maybe I'm alone, not good enough. you know, I'm not good enough, all those things. And so that actually has a massive formation on our character and actually shapes us in the wrong direction. And, um, and uh, you know, it's our own responses and reactions often that lock us into that, that pain. And, and so when I became a, a, a Christian and, and I, you know, I, I chose to believe in Jesus, the insecurity didn't just go away. Mm-hmm. The sense of I'm alone just didn't go away this sense of I'm abandoned and, you know, am I really loved and I need to work really hard that you could all, I could please you all and make you, make somehow make you 
like me because somehow I felt less than. Yeah. You know, those are, those are all things that, that I feel that that wasn't just magically result, you know, wafted away at the cross. Mm -hmm. Those are things that are helping me, are causing me to stop short of my identity in Christ. And therefore I have to work out that salvation into making, becoming secure that my father loves me that my heavenly father loves me, that I don't have to please other people because I'm pleasing to him and those kind of things. Right? And he just doesn't stop there. He just doesn't, just because a father loves him doesn't mean he just stops or he continues to work out his salvation with yeah. fear and trembling like we all do. And it's like, you know, what we can, I think what we forget is that the Holy Spirit's the counselor. Yeah. And he was there when Murray was abandoned, in his opinion, uh, uh, in, the, in, the, in the school. And he was there when my father left. Yeah. And we just, as adults, we don't want to really look at that and the Holy Spirit keeps beckoning us with different reactions to different situations and, and he wants you to deal with some of those places where we really got hurt because he was there yeah. and he remembers what Marie was thinking at eight or what I was thinking at 14 or you know or Ash you know it's like so he wants because he knows there's responses to their negative responses mm -hmm. to that situation so he's always beckoning us to go mm -hmm. further up and further right. in yeah. yeah okay yeah that makes sense so for those listening who've never heard this before, what are some common things that, like, where do you start? Where do you, where do you see, like, oh, maybe, maybe I actually have some areas where I'm not free and I, I didn't really even know about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a really big one is um, holding on to unforgiveness yeah. Yeah. and that becoming um, almost a place of bitterness in our hearts because most mm. of us have been hurt by people and we haven't necessarily had the skill or the knowledge to know how to walk in forgiveness. Mm. And so I think that's almost like a basis, you know, yeah. obviously at the cross, Jesus forgave us as he became one, you know, with our sin, oh, as he died in our place and took all of it upon himself. And, and actually, as he's becoming one with our sin, he is he's hanging on the cross and he's saying father forgive them because they don't realize what they're doing they don't know what they're doing and so in that moment i think because he died as a man he's actually releasing to all of us the supernatural gift of being able to walk in forgiveness yeah. mm. and so i think that is a massive thing you know can i forgive my my dad who cheated on my mom who who i felt abandoned by can i forgive my mom who struggled with addiction and wasn't there for me when I needed her, or am I going to keep living my life holding on to it? And the reality is it, it affects me more than it does them. Right. right. So I think that's a huge one that pretty much we all can and need to start with. Yeah. Yeah, Hebrews 12, I think it says, you know, see that it, no one misses the grace of God, and by it a root of bitterness develops that defiles many people. Mm. And I think unforgiveness is a really big key that uh, that leads to un to bitterness and locks us into that prison of pain, um, and then we end up hurting other people. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think um, some of our you know negative emotions, things like anger. Um, you know, the Bible says, "In your anger, don't sin. Don't let the sun go down mm. on your sin, and don't give the devil a foothold." Mm -hmm. You know, in, in, implication is if you hold on to your anger. And actually, you're giving the, the enemy a foothold to have, you know, as you said earlier, Vicky, legal rights mm -hmm. to access you. So those extreme negative emotions, uh, I think there's also dimensions of just 
our our behavior is locked into our path to a large degree. 100%. Right. And so the trauma that we've experienced or the pain that we experience in our lives, that that if it's not resolved properly, it becomes like active toxic content mm -hmm. within our cellular memory, right? We're not it's in our subconscious. We're not sure that we, you know, we we we're not we couldn't articulate that and name that, but we know that when our buttons get pressed and we get triggered, a uh, reaction, uh, an over, often an overreaction, mm. you know, what could seemingly be like an innocuous little comment from a husband or a wife gets a nuclear bomb of explosion mm. in a response. And what, you know, why is that? Because the, 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 all the accumulation of those, my experiences of the pain uh, and, the, and the hell and the, the things that I've been through, if that's not yet resolved, that's just sitting underneath the surface. It doesn't take much for it to just burst forth. And so I think looking at things that are like extreme reactions. So good. To okay. something that seems like Smart. relatively innocuous. Mm. Yeah. You know, your kid breaks something, uh, uh, you know, breaks a glass and you get really upset and angry with them because they broke the glass. Or, you know, someone cuts you off on the road yeah. and you scream at them, in the, you know, from the inside, like, I mean, I'm terrible at this. Like, you, they can hear you from their car, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You yeah. know, those little with things. Jesus bumper sticker. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, the little things yeah. that, you know, blow up as an extreme reaction and all of a sudden you think, huh, there's probably something in there mm -hmm. that I need so to good. deal with. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is it's exactly right. It, and um, um, the level 10 to a, a level one or two annoyance is what Murray's talking about. But the thing is, is how do you go, how do you do it? How do you, how yeah. do you, um, before I learned about all this, it was like, I would just, oh, I forgive you. You know, you, you just killed my dog and on purpose. And I, oh, I forgive you because I'm Christian. But I that really- That didn't did. happen, right? No, no, no. no okay. It's nobody out there, so. Um, but- the fact is, is how do I deal with that? Well, the Holy Spirit comes and you just, in my car the other day, I had to do it with um, something that happened 10 years ago. Just I had these level 10 feelings towards this person from a long time ago. And I just started talking to them and just really let it rip. Yeah. You know, they weren't there. They didn't hear me. I wasn't mm -hmm. dishonoring to them. But I just told them exactly what they did and the consequences of their choices mm -hmm. in my life and how I actually hated them. You right. know, hated them for their actions, hated them, you know, and I think sometimes as Christians, we don't want to actually ever say that, I know, I really hate them. Yes. There's yeah. hate. I hate yeah. you, not not you. Right. I mean, you know, the <laughs> Got it. So, um, I mean, in my car, I just I just actually let it fly mm. out, out of my, you know, and I'm just kind of, you know, in the sweat and the, mm. and the angst. And, and, um, and but, but then at the end, it's like, but I choose with my Jesus' help to forgive you because mm -hmm. I'm going to forgive you because you've forgiven me because of yeah. the cross. And his, what he did for me was way worse than this person did to me. And, and it's a deep forgiveness. It's not just, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I forgive you, but it's really getting rid of the poison at, a, at the level he was talking about in his stomach where it's the, you know, the, the nuclear explosion. Because when you have a nuclear explosion to a minor annoyance, there's absolutely a root that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. yeah. and the Holy Spirit is there to counsel you to mm -hmm. say, you remember that time in the boarding school? Or you remember that time when your dad told you he was leaving? Or, mm -hmm. you know, you're like, oh, I, and then he takes you back to those mm -hmm. feelings. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, you know what? I really did feel neglected, rejected. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I just forgive my father for that, you know, or my mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. so what they're saying is absolutely uh, being forgiven, walking in forgiveness is probably the hardest thing. In yeah. fact, they talked about um, Peter last night at church. And uh, that's the thing that I have the hardest time with is I want to hold on to it and I want to make people pay yeah. Yeah. and I want to call them out on it. And that's yeah. what I'm really praying through. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Forgiveness is everything. Yeah. yeah. Just 
sticking with forgiveness for a bit longer, it's been a massive um, key mm-hmm. for my life. Yeah, me too. Actually, you know, when I first got saved, I knew, you know, as, as you just read the Bible, I, I knew forgiveness is important, right? Yes. I received forgiveness and giving it is important. But for me, I... I kind of had this revelation that I was doing conditional forgiveness right. and right. it was based on how they Respond. responded. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so with my dad, who who was very absent from my life, and then he, he cheated on my mom and and then he wouldn't remember my... His PA would send me a message for my birthday and then he wouldn't remember my kids' names when wow. he was with them. And and so I would I would kind of do this forgiveness and then... I'd get hurt again. That's right. Because my dad didn't change, right. and and so I re- and then I'd I'd have to re-forgive him again. That's right. And then I realized actually I was skipping over some steps, and I I had to get to this point. And there's a, a story about an unmerciful <laughs> servant yeah, Matthew yeah. 18. Yeah. in Matthew 18, mm-hmm. yeah. and and it's where this the king is taking account of mm-hmm. what is owed him. And, and then he actually lets one of his um, servants off the hook for, yeah, yeah. for a debt. A massive debt. A, ma- and the, yeah. a massive debt. And then that servant goes away and calls in the, a much smaller debt from someone else. And basically this, this person gets told, it, you, if you don't, unless you forgive with your heart, you will, this is what Jesus says, unless you forgive with your heart, in a sense, you you get locked up in yeah. in prison yeah. in torment, and I realized yeah. I was being Memory. tortured. Jeez. It wasn't physical torture, but the pain yeah. in my heart. And I realized that I I actually needed to take some time to go through my relationship with my dad yeah. and see the things that actually he should have given me that I needed from him. Yes and count the cost, those things that were stolen from me because of my own dad's pain, mm-hmm. and he wasn't able to give me those things. And I, I took some time to kind of go through this stuff. Okay, I, I, I needed a dad who affirmed me as a little girl, who mm. was there for me and w- took delight in me as a little girl. Right. I needed a dad who remembered my birthday and wanted to celebrate me. I needed a dad who, you know, would protect me from other men. And... He wasn't able to be that for me. And that was stolen from me. He didn't do it intentionally. It was his own pain. But the enemy sure. was was using his wounds mm-hmm. to affect me and try to affect future generations. But when I sat down and kind of took account of those things and wrote them down. And even the things that he had done to you that were not very kind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then the things that I, yeah, yeah, the things that he'd done to me. And, and as I was able to, in a sense, count that cost mm-hmm. and and actually really assess what had been stolen from me, I was able to give a gift of forgiveness in accordance with that. Before, it was just really a slither of forgiveness from my head. But actually, I was able to get in touch with the emotion of it and forgive from my heart. And it was a significant thing. And so then when my dad didn't change, and I'm still waiting for that, Mm -hmm. and I love him, Mm -hmm. but rather than hating him, I'm actually able to love him even in his... Yeah. when he still hasn't changed. And yeah. I, I think it's because of because of that. Yeah, and that's such a powerful story. And, you know, so many of us, not only do we have difficulty with forgiving other people, very often it's ourselves that we have the most difficulty with forgiving. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, we did something and we can't, 
you know, we feel shame and we feel we just can't forgive ourselves for embarrassing us. You know, I'm feeling or, that from our Monday community softball game. I went over yeah. four with an error and yeah. I was like, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, you just hold it against yeah, yourself. Yeah, I still feel it. Yeah. <laughs> Should uh, we walk you through some yeah. thinking right now? Maybe. Yeah, and, but, but it, what, does it, what does it do is it causes you to live short of who God's called you yeah. to be. Yeah. And really, ultimately, that is the point of this. Mm. It's not that just so that we can go endlessly around and around navel gazing. Yep. It's actually not even that we could be better people. It's actually the, po- the whole purpose of applying what Jesus has won for us on the cross and working out our salvation with mm-hmm. him it is actually so that we could have a better relationship with, with him. Them. And therefore with others. And therefore yeah. with others. Yeah. I'm thinking about uh, another scripture that comes to mind is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Right after Paul's talked about how God, you know, quoting the Old Testament, it's talked about how God's made us sons and he's going to be a father to us and we're going to be sons and daughters to him. He says this in 2 Corinthians 7 verse 1. He says, therefore, let us, and it's interesting that Paul says us Mm -hmm. because he's therefore including himself, that great in Christ Jesus theologian that was the one who's given us this whole theology Mm -hmm. that we are in Christ and this is what the cross actually means and he's unpacked it all for us. And he says, let us himself included, let us um, cleanse ourselves Mm -hmm. from everything that defiles us in body, soul, and spirit. And so in other words, what he's saying, and Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 is a similar where it says, you know, therefore in view of God's mercy, throw off, you know, keep your eyes on Jesus, throw off the sin that tangles and the weights that hold you back. Throw them off. Don't hold on to them. And, and so what Paul's saying and, and to the writer of the Hebrews is saying is actually we have a responsibility to deal with those issues, mm-hmm. to let us cleanse ourselves. And, and, and it's interesting that he even says body, soul, and spirit. I haven't got the exact translation in front of me, but I know he references spirit. Mm-hmm. And so it's not, it's not just uh, the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's actually the multi-dimensions of who we are mm-hmm. that we're to cleanse. And how do we do that? Well, that's where things like forgiveness and mm-hmm. repentance are so important mm-hmm. as, as you know, walking this life to appropriate the reality of who we are in Christ. But there's a massive difference between that and where we are now. So good. Because mm. you're not going to be a very good servant of all if you're just, Keep if you got your bag, your hands full of your own baggage, yes. right? Yeah. Walking yeah. around slowly. And I think stumbling. that's Satan's, Satan's ploy. Yeah. I think, you know, he's called, what's he called? He's called the accuser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he, he's great. He's great at it. He's, you know, he's got job security. Yeah. We listen to him all the time. He's the father of lies as well. Father, yeah, he's good. He's, he, his, his position is stable, I think, till the end of the world, and then it's not. But, um, you know, it's, it, that's so important is that it's Christ in us. Yeah. And it, we, if, when you have the revelation that really it's Christ in us, he's in us. You, would, you literally invited him into your life. And we say that, and then we go on our and go on our way. But he's there, he's here, and he's in us, you know. And I have just a revelation of he doesn't want all that stuff that you just said. He wants us to be free. Mm-hmm. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Yes. And it's just not one and done. And that's as I've been a Christian for 42 years, it's becoming more and more evident that I, ha- I don't know anything. Yeah. You know, I really don't know yeah. anything regarding the greatness of Christ or God. And I just want to say one more thing when um, – when Ash was talking about her dad, if you ask anybody at that level, like if I would ask her back then, what does she think of her Heavenly Father back then? I think the adjectives she would have used would be the exact same adjectives she would have used for her father, her yes, earthly so father. True. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I struggled to have to know, to trust that God really cared about right. me, that he was going to be there for me when I was going 
through a hard time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a hundred percent. I just did a class on that the other day, and it was hundred percent. Whatever their earthly father uh, adjectives are is exactly what the way they see God the Father. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little side note, yeah. little sidebar. Yeah. <laughs> little addendum. Very little good. Addendum. Yeah. So so this stuff. I mean, like when I when I first came here, um, and it's about almost three years ago now, and I this wasn't on my radar. Yeah, it wasn't on my radar at all, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and we actually ended up doing a podcast a few weeks ago about. Like you can't actually have forgiveness for yourself unless you have are willing to extend forgiveness to others. And mm-hmm. I had uh, like I was very literate in the Bible, but I had never realized even in the when Jesus is teaching disciples how to pray, it's like and forgive or yes. you shall not be forgiven. I know. Yeah. It's like right there, and half the world knows that prayer off by heart. Yeah. But we we drop that little bit right off the end. Right. Conveniently. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean it's so big if you're. If you're just carrying around this unforgiveness, it feels like you're Quasimodo trying yeah. to like, mm-hmm. trying to like I've, I'm hobbled by a back thing right now, and every once every like year or so, my back sort of is not really aligned. Yeah. I'm not really good for much for my kids. I'm not good for my wife. I can't yeah. pick up anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to drive with the heated seats on in summer just to keep you know. <laughs> and that's degrees. I mean that's just a physical thing, but yeah. I mean yeah. carrying around unforgiveness, mm-hmm. uh, that's something that can can really just keep you from, like you you guys want to transform the world around you in, in mm-hmm. Raleigh. We want to transform Oroville. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're you're stuck with this, you know, like a limp, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so many people, um, people that know Jesus and people that don't know Jesus are so bound up by that, by their past. They carry their past everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. They, they, every relationship they have is colored by their past, mm-hmm. you know, to some degree, to some, and particularly when the, the buttons get pressed. Uh, and you know so being able to really what we're talking about is applying the work that jesus has done for us Mm -hmm. to come us to bring us into the full wholeness Mm -hmm. of who he's actually won us and made us to be Mm -hmm. and uh, that's a that's a a glorious thing why would we not want to pursue that Mm -hmm. now it requires intentionality yeah. It requires humility. Surrender. It mm-hmm. requires surrender because we have to say, actually, I'm not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I need more help than I realized. Absolutely. You know, and, um, and even vulnerability. Yeah. Just actually say, saying, maybe saying to someone else, I need some help here. I'm a little bit stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think it's it's so huge. And um, you know, Murray said it. It and it's forgiving yourself. Probably, I think 90% of the world needs to forgive themselves yeah. and and forgive God. Mm-hmm. There's so many Christians who are so mad at God and they're afraid to actually say that because they're f- they think he's going to smite them. Yeah. And he's a father. Well, he you knows you're smite, mad at them. Smite them with his, his smiter. smiter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smite them with his smiter. <laughs> like a Monty Python film. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's it. But I mean, being honest and vulnerable, like um, Ash said, it's, it's so important. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, the Holy Spirit in you, it's, it's not one and done. It's the it's the work of the cross, but we we're continually working out our salvation with fear and trembling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now some some people that's such a good point, but some people have problem with that language. Yeah. Right. They say, well, God's perfect. Yeah. So why should well, God's never done anything wrong to me? Right. So I shouldn't have to forgive him. And that's absolutely true. True. But the reality is, our hearts right. hold things against him. Mm-hmm. That's right. We've yeah. perceived things. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I blame him. I, I, I used to blame him for sending me to boarding school. That's right. Right? And so now he's perfect, so, oh, it must be the will of God, and it's good. And, it, and, it, and obviously, there's, it within me, though, I have something against God. And, mm-hmm. okay, he, he didn't do anything wrong, but I'm 
walking in unforgiveness towards him. That's right. And so I have to forgive him, not that I not that he's done anything wrong, Absolutely. but I'm, I'm releasing him from my own judgments that's because exactly right. the things that I that's happened to me or the things that I do, we all we, we make them mean something, don't we? Mm-hmm. And generally we don't make them mm-hmm. to mean the right thing. Yeah. But what we make them mean locks us into some untruth. That he says it exactly right because it's like you God's perfect and it's like not like I'm really mad at you God, but it's like you're you've sinned because you've judged God and all the stuff that you've blamed him for there needs to be forgiveness and you need to get that out because yeah. you know when there's i mean the truth is there's bad things going to happen to every one of us by yeah. the time we get to 82 think people are going to die people are going to accidents are going to happen yeah. and it's just not a perfect world yeah. so we're going to have some um face to face with god and and you need to really check your heart regarding how do you really feel about god the father yeah mm. and i like the way marie just said that yeah mm. and most people hide it away yeah. Because they, they feel, shame. They feel mm-hmm. shame and they feel like, oh, I shouldn't be upset with God. That's right. And they don't want to, it's the good religious thing just to mm-hmm. stuff it down. But that doesn't really help anybody, does mm-hmm. it? I often think how incredibly free the world would be and what a different place if each of us were able to process the pain of our past or even Amen. the present and how much if we really realized what Jesus had done for us and who he is to us and wants to be for us, yes. what yeah. a different place that would be. Like I think of the the generations that have been stuck in, in sin or in bitterness or anger. Mm-hmm. And hurt. Yeah, and actually how much that stunts joy and freedom and life. And then you think about the world around us. Yeah. <laughs> Even yeah. as Christians, if we were able to process some of our stuff, how much more wow. would the people who don't know Jesus yet around us? Or the people that do know Jesus. <laughs> yeah. The Christians. I mean, I didn't know this for yeah. 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually talking about myself. And if yeah. we could get yeah. free yeah. from you know uh, offense and bitterness yeah. and, and unforgiveness, it would yeah. be Incredible. And, yeah. and things like victim mentality, where oh, you yeah. feel like everything's against you. Oh, yeah. And it's you know, not your fault. It's a very, very broad definition of the things we have to overcome. And we've obviously been focusing on unforgiveness and, right. and bitterness and, and anger. But, but there's so many things of, uh, of life, the issues of life, um, such as people that have victim mentality or codependency or you know, a need to, to be wanted or you know, addictions or whatever that people have. And obviously when we talk about addictions we're not just talking about the obvious things like um facebook you know, yeah well, yeah the, yeah like facebook or drugs there, but we're talking <laughs> but we're talking Same also thing. about people that like to work to get yeah. play, you know success, success yeah. or mm-hmm. like Prestige. to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or the right money or the right car or the things or the, yeah. things mm-hmm. or the experiences or you know the people and um it's a very broad definition that the holy spirit wants to unplug us from the, the world and our fleshly system and plug us into the reality of heaven. Mm. Yeah. So besides unforgiveness, what would you say is one more thing that like, yeah, would be the next biggest or most common or most important thing that, that we as the church need to get right? Ooh. I mean, I mean, not, I'm not going to hold you to it, but yeah. <laughs> you know, well, if I understand the question correctly, uh, releasing people is is the, like the the most important thing to do. But the, I think the second thing to do is to actually allow the truth to really penetrate our hearts. Because, mm. like I said just a minute ago, when things happen to us, we make it mean something. We typically 
form a lie. Right. We typically form a judgment about something. We maybe even get to the point of making a vow inside that says, there's no way I'm ever going to trust that person again. Yeah. And all of those, that lie, that judgment are like, you know, I, I think, you know, your experience, Ash, was, you know, your dad can't be trusted. The judgment is, well, if your dad can't be trusted, can't. all men can't be yeah. trusted. And if all men can't be trusted, then Murray can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. And and so breaking that agreement with that lie or and the judgment that comes with that and then the vow that would say, well, actually, I'm never going to trust men because my dad hurt me and all men have hurt me. You know, that locks us into behavior patterns. And if we could actually break that agreement, change that agreement. I mean, repentance is simply changing your mind, walking in a different direction. Mm -hmm. But if we could if we could actually, A, see those lies, because most of us, we sail on in life without realizing that they're yeah. actually there. We just see our husbands. Yeah, we see yeah, all of their issues. Their issues. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to point them out. Um, not, We're not, good. Not you. Not, me, not Ash. Me, me not for Ash, you. Just me. For, me no, for I'm you perfect, and our wives. didn't you know? <laughs> Jesus did it all at the cross. Yeah. <laughs> so allowing, allowing the truth, because not all truth transforms, right? Right. Yeah. You can know truth and it can't, they won't set you free because the reality is the truth just ping, pings off you. It doesn't penetrate to the level of, you know, you think that, you, that you're nothing and a nobody and you live your life that way. Well, well let's withdraw that agreement. Let's let the truth of so God good. sink in that says, I, before you were even born, I loved you and I formed you and I knew your name. Yeah. And, and let that just not just be a verse that you can quote, but let it sink to such a deep point in your life that you can actually live by it. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's great. Yeah, love. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the things that we've discovered over the years, and it took me longer than I realized that I would have liked, is that, you know, we can, and I didn't grow up in a church background i'm a first generation mm. christian but sometimes we take on the baggage of a system that's not godly you know and and i think we can get a bit stuck sometimes and i think if one of the things that that we've discovered in the process of healing of the heart and and the issues that we struggle with and getting free is that don't just go through the motions, but actually engage with the Holy Spirit, yes. engage mm. with God, engage with yeah. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. In the, so when you read the word and you read, um, he's Jehovah Jireh, right? My provider. When I read that word, I, it's not just something that from my head, it's a, a Bible verse that I can parrot it actually, I let it hit my heart. Mm -hmm. yes. And if my heart is struggling to believe that, I'm going to realize because when maybe I seem to have a bit of lack financially and I find myself thinking, oh my goodness, I've got to go and get another job. Where's, how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to do that? That's an indication that I don't fully know that he is my provider mm -hmm. and he's going to take care of me. So what we've discovered is the importance of when you're, when you're, applying the truth and letting it become internalized is as I'm reading or as I'm meditating on on Jesus if if I start to kind of I become aware of what's going in on in my heart as I'm as I'm reading the Bible or, or doing this and 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 I might if it doesn't feel true to me although I know it's the truth of the word I say okay Lord Rather than brushing over it and saying, well, I shouldn't feel that way, 
I say to myself, what does my heart need to know in this moment mm. that would allow me to believe that as your truth over yeah. me? And then I can engage with what's going on in my heart? What's Where working? is this coming? Yeah. Yeah. And what's driving the behavior of lack of trust of God mm-hmm. as my provider? Yeah. Or the fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. So yeah, I think I think that's really good. And I think everything they said is exactly what we, you know, we 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 agree with and and live with with and uh, you know just when she was talking just now it's like um you're actually not believing god i mean how often are we not believing god what he says about us and and how often are we believing satan i mean in my life probably a lot you know it's like it's like which exercise which which muscle are you uh exercising Mm -hmm. and i think practically what ash just said it would be a perfect exercise when you're dealing with stress i mean stress I mean, Christians are so stressed, and it's like, <laughs> why? That's a sin. Yeah. You know, he talks all about worry, yeah. and it's like, who are you listening to? And I think yeah. that's a great, okay, so stop for a second and ask the Holy Spirit, what's the truth? Because remember, you have Christ in you. You have the Holy Spirit is that's living right. in you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wins if we allow him to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So good. That's really good. Now, there's people out there that are like, their hearts are burning within them. They're like, okay, I've, I've never heard this before, and I know... Maybe, maybe if they're like me, their heart's beating a little bit faster. So what is somebody like that? What's the next step? Is it like, do they, I mean, they could come here or they yeah. could come to, to come Raleigh, to, right? Come to Oroville School of Transformation. Father's House School of Transformation right. is, a, is a very good start, there isn't it? There you go, it? yeah. Um, you know, other ministry schools, a school in, ministry school in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, in Raleigh, we've had a school. There's also lots of... Um, heart healing ministries yes. uh, modalities probably is a better way of saying that so restoring the foundations is mm-hmm. a great healing healing modality mm-hmm. um sozo which came out of bethel church in reading is a good healing healing modality there's a a, a guy called dr carl lehman uh, out of chicago there you go chicago. Other, another good thing coming out of chicago Me and him. Um, the approach. which is the emmanuel approach to ministry and mm-hmm. and that's a really a helpful one um Heart yeah. sink is another one. There's lots of, and what you'll find is there's practitioners around mm-hmm. the place and various um, websites and you know locations. Yeah. But schools and community are a great place to be in that. Mm. Right? And I think plugging into a community that actually has a value for this, mm-hmm. yeah. and and you can discover that by just being in a place. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it's it really is important to find people who have an understanding and a value mm-hmm. on it. And and you can do that online or go in person. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think it is, it's really important. But I also really feel like it, it's the spirit that leads us into the all counsel, truth. That's yes. right. And he is the wonderful mm-hmm. counselor. Right. And I think if we really yield to him, even and if we focus. cannot seem to find yeah others right. who can help us he is so committed that's right to our healing and to making us who he already sees us to be mm-hmm. yeah. and so i think just dive in t- and and ask him to help you find a deeper connection with him mm-hmm. yeah. so good yeah i think you, it, absolutely because he is a wonderful almighty counselor and mm-hmm. if you start just kind of asking the holy spirit to show you where you're broken he will. Yeah. yeah. He absolutely will. And and then deal with the emotion and the pain. You know, maybe he'll take you back to that moment at, at ten years old when your father left you. And what what were you really feeling? 
You know, as a as a, as a um, 50 plus woman, I'm, I packed that away, you know, and I don't remember what I was thinking of 10 when my father left. Mm. But the Holy Spirit will take you back and then you can just say, you know what, you really hurt me. But it's all about, forg- it's, it, we can't stress this enough, it's all about forgiving them and then forgiving you because you too have sinned. If, even if it, something heinous has been done to you, you have hold, held ungodly beliefs, you hated yourself, you, you know, you've judged men, you judge women. So it's in, in our model and, you know, it's all about forgiveness of them and forgiveness of yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Taken to the cross of Jesus. Yeah. Because that's how the Heavenly Father, he said, I'll turn you over the torturers if you don't forgive. Yeah, it's like, yeah. we probably should look at this. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, sometimes we do make it a little overly complicated. Yeah. And sometimes it's as simple as getting to Jesus. Yeah. And talking with the Holy Spirit and Absolutely. listening to what he's saying. And then walking through those steps like repentance and mm-hmm. you know re- withdrawing your agreement. I was just sharing with the, the 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 school this morning. You know, in one of Brennan Manning's books, Brennan Manning, being a, a Catholic author that's you know now gone to be with Jesus, but he uh, he just had this very simple prayer of uh, which was to breathe in really deeply and breathe out deeply. But as you breathed in. It was just to say under your breath, in your mind, Abba, Father, mm. you know, and then to breathe out, I belong to you. Oh. And breathe in, Abba, and breathe out, I belong to you. And, and he tells the story of this nun who came to him and said, you know, uh, I forget all the exact specifics, but she was maybe abused by her dad at age of five. She'd become a nun. It felt like she'd lost her, her perspective, lost her innocence, lost her childhood, had gone to be a nun to try and assuage the guilt now in her 70s, felt like her whole life was a waste of time. Mm. And so and so, Brennan prescribes this Abba prayer, uh, which I now call Abba prayer anyway. I don't know what he calls it. He called it. but um, And it was, you know, get on your bed half an hour a day, up to, palms up to the sky on your back, and just breathe in Abba and breathe out. I belong to you. Uh, obviously, under your breath, you don't want to hyperventilate. But it, it, he, the report came back a few weeks later from this lady saying, God met me. I've been transformed. Wow. I was able to forgive my dad. I have had my childhood restored. Mm-hmm. I feel like my, my life has yeah. meaning Peaceful. and purpose. I'm so full of joy. Mm-hmm. And it all came from breathing in and breathing out. And mm-hmm. focusing on and Jesus. And meditating on Jesus. Mm-hmm. Come on. And I love that. Wow. The simplicity of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. And forgive. Yeah. I think that's the thing, Vicky, going back to that. I have, a fr- I have had a friend in England who um, was sexually abused by her father and then forced to have an abortion because mm. he got her pregnant and mm. she had constant pain in her wrists from being held down by mm-hmm. him. And I remember thinking, right. I don't know how anyone right. could ever, I, I mean, I've not ever experienced anything like that. And I had the absolute privilege of praying with her, with someone else and, and she was able to get to a place where she w- could release some forgiveness to her father. And the, the amazing thing was, she, the pain in her wrists left her as she was able to forgive. So, so it had like a, a wow. tangible wow. physical effect on wow. her body. And, and I'm like, that is just, I mean. That's it, the, pi- the importance of forgiveness. Yeah. 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 That's what we were raised in, the importance of forgiveness. And at the Father's house, we get to see it with um, our beautiful clients in life recovery ministry, that our addiction ministry, and it's really the um, being raised from the dead, and and the success that we see is all about forgiveness. That they mm. were hurt as a y- at very young ages. That you know the arrogance of what 
you know, we think that, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off, kind of bootstraps. But when you listen to their story and you're like, well, I would have, I would have anesthetized myself too. Mm -hmm. And to see these lovely people who go on to have an incredibly full life because of forgiveness of their abusers, most mm -hmm. of the time they're, they're abused. Mm -hmm. It is powerful. If, if there's one thing that you should do out there, it would be to ask the Holy Spirit, who do you need to forgive? Yeah. It mm. could be God, it could be yourself, or it could be others. It could be all three could of them. all three, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's probably, <laughs> the probably all three. <laughs> that verse that says it's for freedom, that yes. Christ has set, set us free, free, no longer bound by a yoke of slavery, right? Mm -hmm. And I think wow. unforgiveness and bitterness and judgment and inner vows, it is like we're, we're stuck, we're mm -hmm. yoked to slavery, we're, in, we're enslaved by our reactions to mm. other people's stuff. And I think... But it, but it's actually for our own freedom that freedom. he set us free. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, in the story she said, I know we're almost out of town, but the, the story she just told about her friend, if anyone should hate someone, in yeah. my opinion, it should be that girl. Yes. Yeah. And she should, shouldn't, she should never forgive that guy. I yeah. mean, in my, my flesh, yeah. but she's still in prison. He's gone on to live, and she's still in the prison of what he's done to her. So it really is to set her free that she can live because that's what Jesus has given to us. And it's, you know, in the flesh, you, people come up to us with tears and say, well, you don't yeah. know what my father and my mother did to us. Yeah. And we're like, we're sorry. We know yeah. it's been horrible. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's like an abscess tooth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Once you once you pull it out, yeah. you're going to get healed. Mm -hmm. She was told that she probably would never have children. She's now married with mm -hmm. at least one child. Oh, come wow. on. Jesus. 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 So if, if people want to hear more of your teaching, get uh, interact with you guys, maybe come visit, where do they go? Yeah, so um, Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham. So actually the website is ctfraleigh.com. Uh, we're on YouTube as well, so we've got a, uh, a YouTube channel, Catch the Fire Raleigh Durham okay. on YouTube and Facebook, and uh, that's a good place to catch us. Or if they're ever in Raleigh uh, or Durham, North Carolina, then come and look us up. We'll be uh, really happy to see them they have okay. a beautiful place they have a, it's a wonderful church and if you're anywhere in that area you should really check mm -hmm. it out because i've been there it's great i love these guys i love duncan and kate you know i love their leadership team they just are doing a great thing in, in uh, raleigh and we we, ha we know a few people over there right we yeah. we can shout out our friend raquel, raquel right? yeah. Yeah. and uh justin hey, and kelly, kelly. Hey, right. justin, yeah. kelly. Awesome justin was people. on great job guys mm -hmm. and uh of course uh duncan and kate they yeah. were they uh they were on the podcast, and they bear with my. Uh, we had one microphone to share between the two of them, <laughs> and the way. air conditioner yeah, didn't work way. in the building yeah, in uh, Northern California summertime. Yeah. So well, it's well, nice because Murray's the youngest, and we might as well treat him better than the oldest. Anyway, <laughs> yes, right? Exactly. There Absolutely. You go. Duncan happen, can huh? work on some forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. Now, if you're yeah, and then you a shout out to Michelle Grishin, uh, not Michelle, Melissa, Melissa Grishinsky. Yeah, Melissa. Yeah, I was going to say, and Erica was too. Erica. Yep. Bless them. Yeah. Well, thank you guys so much. I'm going to put those links in the in the show description. So if you if you don't know how to spell Raleigh, I will do my best to spell it right. R-A-L-L-Y. Uh, yeah. yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah Raleigh's is Raleigh, the, yeah. the Raleigh store that you can get your groceries so at around here. So. I'll put the, all those in there. And uh, yeah, we just love having you guys. We went a little bit long because I felt like the Lord wanted us to go a little bit long today. So there's people out there that need to hear this stuff. So. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah, I really appreciate you guys joining the Uncommon Truth. Thanks love you guys. Have love a good week. You've been listening to The Uncommon Truth. Thank you so much for making us a part of your podcast routine. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today and would love to get your feedback. 
You can tell us what you think about today's show at UncommonTruthPodcast at gmail.com. You can also get in touch to ask questions for Steve and Vicky or suggest a subject you'd like to hear covered. Either way, we'd love to feature your comments on an upcoming episode. If you're new to the show or just haven't done so yet, please take a moment to leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That helps push the show up the charts so more people can find us. If you know someone who would enjoy the types of conversations that happen on The Uncommon Truth, click share on the podcast app of your choice or send them to uncommonpodcast.com. Until next time, have a great week and keep running after Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be.